Hey everybody, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on Take the Elevator with an elevator that we've had before. And we're just so thrilled to have her back. And I'm just going to say it's Luana. Yeah, welcome in, Luana. Hey, you guys. I'm excited to be here. And you're a veteran now. You're good, right? You you know what we do and how we do. <laughs> yeah, good. I feel like I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. So this month, we are celebrating women throughout history, women in our lives. And so we want to start off with such a historic and monumental and phenomenal woman. Corey, you want to introduce us to her? Absolutely. And I'm glad to be the one to do it. Her name is Marguerite Annie Johnson, better Mm. known as Maya Angelou. Yes. Such a profound person and woman in history And also in our modern day's time, I know she's passed away, but she was just recently passed away, in my opinion. And so I just wanted to spotlight her. She was born April 4th, 1928, and she was an American poet. She also published several autobiographies and three books of essays, several other books of poetry. And she also spoke at Clinton's inauguration. And so we're going to spotlight Miss Maya Angelou for all the great work she did and all the movement she caused for all the people in the world. There's a wonderful woman right there. Um, I want to share a quote, and I think this quote is really going to drive where we go in this session. I was thinking about you, Luana, and everything you stand for, everything you're about. So let's see how this speaks to you. She has a quote here that says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. I love it, Jen. I love it. I I live by that. And you and Corey were actually in my same spirit, if I could say, because Maya Angelou is definitely one of my favorites. And I had the honor to hear her live at Chapman College. Every time I think about it, I get chills. I'm telling you, you guys were really on the same wavelength. And we didn't even talk about this. I didn't know that. You didn't know that that's who we were going to talk about at the beginning of this episode. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's powerful. I wanted to share that when I was a student, I had this old Dodge Sundance that I used to drive to Pacific Oaks College and Pasadena City College all in one week. (laughs) (laughs) And on the way, if I were feeling low, if I were feeling excited, I would listen to her poetry on cassette tape. I'm dating myself now. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite poems is Phenomenal Woman. And I would listen to those essays that Corey talked about and Mm -hmm. Phenomenal Woman over and over again. And I knew I could vision myself walking across the stage at Pacific Oaks. She is such a powerful, powerful icon in my life. Absolutely. So we give honor to a phenomenal woman, Maya. Okay, let's do Would You Rather, shall we? We shall. <laughs> I, love, I love that Luana's just giggling right at the very beginning yeah, of this. We're over here having a great time. So just we are. join in with us, guys. Yeah, please. We, we want to make an impact on how you feel for this episode. Let's give you the honors then to pick a number for us. All right. I'm going to say 777. You know, what's funny is we actually did this one already. This is the one about would you rather be interviewed by Barbara Walters or Howard Stern? Mm, Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did this on an episode. This is the first time we've picked the same one twice. Do you have another number? Uh, How about 778? 
All right. Would you rather be serenaded by Celine Dion or Barbara Streisand? Another two women who are crazy talented. This is good. So I'm a huge fan of Barbara Streisand. I love, I, I think I've watched the original Star is Born. I don't know how many times. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'd say Barbara Streisand. What's your favorite song by her? Say Evergreen. How does that one go? Love, ageless and ever, ever green. Yeah. Hey. All right. <laughs> I think the last time we had you, Luana, you sang for us too. How about you, Corey? Celine or Barbara? As much as I love Celine, I mean, and I really, really admire Celine Dion as an artist and as a singer. Um, I would still have to go with Barbara Streisand. Barbara did some amazing things. And although she's an amazing singer, we had a very close family friend that was doing background for her. So that's where I'm drawn close to Barbara. We've been together for how long? And I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I have much respect for Barbara Streisand. One of my favorite movies that she's in, a lot of people don't know about, is A Mirror Has Two Faces. So I just love who she is. I love her as a performer. But I'm going to go with Celine Dion. I think it's her story, too. I think she's the youngest out of 14. And just her story, and then, of course, the way she performs. And I'm not going to sing a Celine Dion song. That registers way too high for me. Yeah, that that's pretty up there. Who would you guys rather be serenaded by, Celine or Barbara? Let us know on jenthebuilder.com. Every day, elevate. Every day, elevate. For those who don't know, March, we've kind of done a little bit of a twist. Of course, we're honoring women, talking about just all the amazing women that we've come across and had the pleasure of learning about and knowing personally even. And so we're taking the women thing and we've focused March to be on May Day moments uh, and just calls or people reaching out to us because they need help, they need assistance. And we've made a lot of May Day calls, you know, this past year. And it's been intense. But Luana, whenever I think of you, I just think, here's a woman that answers so many calls with so many Mayday moments. And I really want our listeners to know who you are, what you do, and what you're about. So can we just start off with um, what you do and, and what you do in the community? Absolutely, Jen. So my role, I have a couple of roles for the organization, uh, but most importantly would be finding relationships, community-based relationships that benefit the people that we serve and the agency and also our team members, reading the needs of the community, reading the needs of our team members and trying to match and, and really benefit the agency as much as possible. So when we talk about meeting our community and our members, we're talking about the organization, health plan organization, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the biggest Medicaid organization. Is it nationwide? I believe it is nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly in the Inland Empire. (laughs) Yes, definitely. definitely. So we've got 1.2 million lives that we're talking about. And then when you're talking about the members of the company that we work for, that is about 2,500 team members. Okay. So I see you in Facebook and Instagram a lot. What are some specific things that you do in the community? Let's talk about the most recent project that you've been on. And what is that Mayday call? 
what are we helping out here? You know, I, I would have to start off by saying about a year ago, we went out and everything had shifted and changed with the pandemic. I'm part of a small team. We call ourselves Small But Mighty. <laughs> <laughs> and we had lots of events planned pretty much till June. So this isn't last March till June. And all of a sudden, all these events were canceled. And we started to hear more and more about the pandemic. We ourselves had been sent home. So we decided as a team to start supporting local agencies, local food pantries. And we quickly had to pivot and figure out what was most important at that time. When we'd go to a food pantry, we would see that they were just overwhelmed. So at the same time, we're hearing from our team members that they wanted to do something safe, something where they could make an impact and uh, something where they could help the community as well. So we went out there, we saw the need, we learned a lot over the summer. August, we started to serve our members and our community partners. And coincidentally, we have a new senior director who knew more about the food space. So we talked to him about what we were doing and what our vision was. And we uh, reached out to a pastor that I had supported and they met, connected the leadership together. And we received one of his resources and matched it with one of our loose produce resources. And now we're serving up to, we serve 40 community partners who turn around and serve two to 300 people out in the community and about 200 per community resource center members that come out, maybe even more, maybe even more. So just that one contact with that pastor and us supporting him mm. now gets the food boxes for our community partners and our members that we serve. That is amazing. I have a question that I want the listeners to uh, get a clear understanding I know in, in most cases in life, most people don't just stumble into their career or their path of life. And I'm, I'm not assuming that you have stumbled into it, but I, I would like to know, how did you come to this point in your life where this is your passion and this is your direction that you're going? So, Corey, one of the things I feel I've always done is listen to my heart and that still small voice, what I like to call that still small voice. I had been a teacher for many years. I loved children and I loved being able to work with families. And then I started to get to the point where that wasn't enough anymore for me. And I know people are teachers for years and they love it and they flourish, you know. But for me at that time, there was this little still small voice that said there's something else. And at the same time, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so I started to dabble into the healthcare field, and I really fell in love with public health. And so I, I went to school for so many years, <laughs> it feels like forever, <laughs> and still didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. But uh, one day I was working for the Head Start program because I knew I could learn everything that I wanted to do, and I was a product of Head Start applied to a healthcare organization. And that really did kind of really launch my career and working with public health and serving families. And I just knew that I would get up excited. I couldn't wait to get up in the morning and to go to work. I had long days. I was going to work and going to school at night. And then some nights I was working at a hospital too. So I'm going to share a little story with you, Luana, and to anyone who's listening, and I don't think you know this, but I think it was in 2007 or 2008, Corey and I had gotten laid off. We were both in aerospace, and that's when the economy had bottomed out, and we tried everything. So I know about standing in line at food banks and trying mm -hmm. to find out what is set up in the community to help in times like this. 
So it was a weird shift for me because I'd never done that. Although growing up, you know, we served at uh, homeless shelters and things like that. But to be on the receiving end is so humbling. And I have to tell you that when people volunteer at these places and they serve you with a smile and they make you feel human and they don't look down on you because you're in need, that is so critical. And so it's interesting that you said that what got you into your line of work and what you do for the community really has to do with where your heart is. We were just honoring Maya Angelou, and she said another quote that I really want to share at this time, and it says, I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is intense. Like, seriously, you go in it with an open heart, and you're just there to serve, and that's what I see in you, and that's what I see about you. So I understand completely what it's like to be in need. And the way you are with people, it's so key when you're in what you're doing. And I can't find the words right now because it's so hard to explain. But you know, you you stand in line at a food bank and literally your head is down because it's like, how did I get here? And you know, you go through that whole experience and you're with a group of people. And it was very humbling because I remember thinking, you know, I shouldn't be here. But I'm looking around everyone and I'm thinking, why shouldn't I be here? You know, there's other people here who are in the same situation that I'm in. So all that to say that what you do is a calling and it's special and it's more than giving people food. It's giving them hope. It's saying, you know, you're not alone. I see you and you matter. And that is, I think, one of the best things that we can ever do as human beings to another human being. It's almost like a form of love that you're, yeah. you're giving out to people. And, and I, I respect that so Absolutely. much because in, in a world that's hurting so bad right now, what better way to give love other than just reaching out and hugging them, which we can't right now. But right. the love that you can give this way is also nourishing to the soul as well as to the body. So I, I just commend you so much, Luana. And if you want to share some more about how you feel about giving that love, I would really love to hear that. Yeah. I um, have had the privilege to mentor some folks in our organization, and I would like to think that they go away knowing how to serve with love, knowing how to give with dignity, and knowing that all of us are a paycheck away from being in that position. Sure. Amen, and sister. When someone comes to me and they're new, uh, a new volunteer, new, and they start to have a little tone that's judgmental, I will mm. gently pull them and kind of talk to them about our organization, mission, vision, and value, and why it's important to serve with love and to know so that within a few sentences, they pretty much, okay, I get it. And so somehow they, our volunteers keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and a lot of times they'll ask me, you know, what do you think about this family taking four boxes, Luana? And then I'll start to tell them, you know, hey, that must be the need. What does it feel like? My mom was a single mom. And there was five of us and me mm. being the youngest. And what does that feel like to not know where your next meal is coming from? Right. And putting yourself in that place. And we also grew up on Medi-Cal. What does it feel like to have to cut those little coupons or go into the grocery store with food stamps? You know, I have to say, though, our volunteers, 
they get it. When they come, they know what it's about. And some of them are pretty open and honest with their questions. And they're open to learn and to give back. I love that. I hope one day I get to meet all the volunteers that work with you, Luana. I think they just need special recognition. I know that volunteers don't do it for the recognition. I totally get that. But that's like a high five moment. It's like a thank you when no one else would or no one else could. You know what I mean? It's so, so special. So I'm going to ask with the work that you do, how does it impact you, your personal life, uh, your friendships, your relationships with family? You know, (laughs) I think my family would probably say I'm a bit of a workaholic, but they understand who I am. And they also know it's my passion. Mm. And that I've been this way as a little girl. And a lot of times I'll say, you know, give me a few weeks and I'll be at the birthday party. Before COVID, there was all of this commotion about would you be at this party or would you not be at this party? I think I have JOMO, the joy of missing out a party sometimes <laughs> because then I like what I love to do. <laughs> right. You have more time to do that. Exactly. Also, too, you know, I've been the keeper of resources. And my family does know if they text me and need to know a service of where to get vaccinated or where should they go for testing or what have you. I have gotten a lot of those text messages. I want to get back to them quick and I want them to be safe and healthy. And with our partners, the same thing. I want our partners to have the information that they need and be able to fill the gaps where they feel like they have questions about the healthcare system or they have a member that, you know, hasn't been able to access their health care. How can I support? them. And particularly for me, I think my heart goes out to a lot of the undocumented folks out there right now, just where things are just torn apart for them. And on top of that, they're striving for their papers and that type of thing. So Luana, let me ask you one last question on my behalf. When we first got into this particular situation with COVID, uh, we just had no clue what was going on and how far and how long and how much we would have to endure and take. Do we see any light at the end of the tunnel at this point, in your opinion? We do, Corey. You know, the vaccine has brought hope to a lot of people. It's been horrible in terms of losing loved ones and family members and, you know, just everything that we've gone through. But I see the vaccine as our ticket out and our key out of this horrible situation and this pandemic. I really do. I've worked at our vaccine clinic, and it's really interesting to see how many people are just crying to get the vaccine and maybe don't have the resource in their county yet. So showing up, I mean, we had 500 vaccines to distribute, and we went through pretty much all of them. Wow. Well, Luana, I want to thank you for just everything that you do. I, I see you. I hear about you. I'm a witness to everything that you do pretty much every day. And I'm just so honored to say that girl right there is my friend and she's making moves. She's making changes. You're not just touching one life every day. Just the domino effect of what you do is amazing in itself. Yeah, She's literally touching multiple people and then they're doing the domino effect and touching other people and the, the, well, not the domino, the ripple effect. Sure. That's what it is. The ripple effect. And you're legit, Luana. You were like the real thing. In fact, we talked about you a few episodes ago and Corey mentioned that when he walked into the atrium and we explained during that episode what the atrium is, that you're clear on the other side and you'll just drop whatever it is you do to throw a smile and say hi and just be all about that. My mantra this year 
Jen and Corey, was to be that listener mm. and to listen easy and to make people feel loved and valued. Like that Maya Angelou quote that you shared. And no matter what I'm doing, I see you, as you mentioned, and you are valuable to me. I have a 90-year-old aunt that will call me every so often. She is my, pr- she's our family, Maya Angelou. And, you know, I'm tempted, I'm doing dinner, whatever. I make it a point. I see you, Aunt Bertha. <laughs> I'm going to call <laughs> you back, everyone in my life. And that's, you know, that's my commitment. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I want to mention before we go is being able to listen to people's vision. And Christy is one of our nurses who has this incredible team. They met with us early on in and wanted to touch those isolated seniors. And that's how we started our company, making these cards. I was blown away, you guys, for the month of February. We made over 1,900 cards. And this was Christy and Rosalind, these wonderful nurses, uh, Buena May, that had a vision. And we made it happen. I plugged in all of the skilled nursing facilities. And I'm like, hey, come on over. I need you to help me deliver. <laughs> I love that. Own. That is so awesome that you brought them up because... I wanted to talk about the nursing facility and the cards that you guys did. In fact, I work very closely with Christy. Hey, Christy, Rose was actually my daughter's wedding planner as well. So, and we were on the same team. Buena May, absolutely. These are women with huge hearts and they come from a very busy department, very busy. And for them to see the need and not just work as people who take care of our people in skilled nursing facilities on the health plan part, but to go outside of that and make sure that their spirits and the emotional well-being of our members were taken care of in that act that they did. And it meant a lot to us too. We wanted to see that because a few months after that, Corey's mom, my mother-in-law was in a nursing facility and it is really tough when you can't physically visit your family and it's, Mm -hmm. it's lonely for the residents there and to receive a card and show that there's a connection. There's still people outside of where you're at that care about you, that love you, that want to see you get well and that are there for you, maybe not physically, but there we're here. That message just resounds like crazy. It just echoes. It's that sound that will never die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. And, you know, I'd love to share just really quick. We were able to get one of those skilled nursing facilities. They had wanted a Christmas tree. That was their wish. They liked to sit around and drink cocoa and watch the nurses decorate this Christmas tree. So I reached out to the county and they happened to be donating a Christmas tree. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect timing. And they sent pictures of these folks just with joy in their faces. And, you know, I was able to share that with our directors and leaders. And it was just really a blessing. That's the powerful thing. I just had a thought. They didn't see who the cards came from per se. You weren't able to hand it to them, to all the people at the facilities. But it just goes to show that what Maya Angelou said, what we said at the beginning of the show It's about how you made them feel, Luana, that they will not forget. So you are unforgettable in every single way. Well, you know us at Take the Elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Elevate. Oh, you want to say it with us? We're going to say it with (laughs) Luana. (laughs) You know us at Take the Elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate.